0: Gerald Albright, Maria Schneider, Charlie Hunter, Booth Robillard, Sean Jones, Walter Beasley, Steve Swallow. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz blues and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. Subscribe to the podcast and listen to your favorite artist or future favorite artist. That Something Came From Baltimore, and be a part of that Be More music scene. Joe Lovana, Jeff Coffin, Paula Cole, Danuzo, Makatani, Ann Passio, Chess Smith, Thumbscrew, Most Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. I am your host, Tom Galkin. just remember, Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show. And it's not really about Baltimore. In fact, we're traveling to Italy via Zoom to chat with Ronaldo Purista from the Sugar Pie and the Candyman. How do I explain the Sugar Pie and the Candyman? Think Nora Jones, that retro vocal jazz coolness, the Andrew sisters, that harmonies and pop sounds of the forties, and then add guitar work of Django Reinhardt and Record the most popular songs from the 60s to the present, and you get Sugar Pie and the Candyman. Just to give me an example, let's sample a track from the new recording, Something's Cooking. It's a cover of Alanis Morissette's Hand in My I'm Pocket. Sick, but
1: I'm pretty, baby!
0: Sugar Pie and The Candyman have been together since 2008, and they're getting bigger and bigger with each album release. We are going to get into the interview in just a minute, so just remember that Something Came From Baltimore is a free podcast. costs you nothing to subscribe and listen to, but when you listen to it, you got to play it, either with a volume up or a volume down, so we can get the credit. And then... Flip it to five people. Just let them know that you love this podcast and music, and you want them to be a part of it. Just remember that Patreon is out. We say no, but we do say yes to Cash App and Venmos, and that's in the show notes. As of today, you know, something came from Baltimore averages around 60K listeners, and 60% is the U.S., and 40% is around the world. And most of our listeners are within the 45- to 60-year age group, and that is who we are today. Something Came From Baltimore shares awesome artists, some that you know, like Norman Brown and Joe Lovano and Sean Jones, and some that you need to know, like Chelsea Carmichael, Emmanuel Wilkins, and Sugar Pie, and The Candyman. Let's get the word out about the artists and Something Came From Baltimore podcast and radio show. There is more than 60K in the world that would enjoy this show, so pass it on to your friends. So off the soapbox and on to the interview, let's sample another song, from Something Cooking. It's Sugar Pie and the Candyman, and it's the Lenny Kravitz remake, Are You Going My Way?
1: I was born long ago. I am the chosen, I'm the one. I have come to save the day. And I won't leave until I'm down. And so that's why you got to try, you got to breathe and have some fun. Though I'm not paid, I play this game, and I won't stop until I'm done. What I really want to know.
0: Renato, hold a style. Welcome to Something came from Baltimore. Hello. You have a retro a '30s and '40s pop style. And what are your influences that attracted you to go in that direction?
2: <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting question because I mean everybody has different inf- influences in the band. And as far as like traditional jazz goes, I think probably you know the swing era stuff like Count Basie, Duke Ellington, and the like uh, are probably you know, our biggest influences, but also uh, Django Reinhardt has been a, a big influence. And so the whole French Manouche jazz style, and also all the jazz harmony, like close harmony thing that was happening in the like t- late twenties and early thirties, like Andrew sisters, we spent a fair amount of time trying to transcribe that stuff and trying to make it make sense of it because it's a very idiomatic thing, like you need to <laughs> understand what's going on.
0: Chango Reinhardt, yeah, your, your music just has elements of, like of his guitar style through uh, more of the remakes than the original recordings, I guess.
2: Yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. And uh, I mean, I, I'm one of the two guitar players in the band and I play mostly electric guitar. The other guy plays manouche guitar almost exclusively. At least he does when we were playing live. And uh, he's a Django big fan. Yeah, and that thing just transpires, I guess, in the arrangements and in the fact that you have that sound in your band constantly. So at some point, it's not like we made this choice like 14 years ago. (laughs) And this is part of our sound now. I keep changing my guitar and my sounds, but that part of the band stays pretty much the same.
0: We're talking about something cooking and I'm listening to it and there's first I was like oh it's like a country album then I'm like no it's really bluesy I mean really bluesy and then I'm like no it's kind of like a singer-songwriter Americana album and then I was like okay I, I kind of give up it seems like you're definitely stretching <laughs> on this album you know, than on previous yeah. album.
2: thank you I take it as a big compliment because <laughs> uh, and I think this is the first record that we do that is has actually very little to do with jazz we're actually proud of that in the sense that we started writing the material when uh, during the pandemic anything uh, the lyrics and the, the themes and the, the atmospheres are very much uh, children of of that uh, frame of mind and i was listening to very little jazz i'm speaking for myself at least at the time and I was listening to a lot of like country music and soul music and gospel. I was listening to a lot of staple singers and stuff like that. And so all of us trying to discover new music to kind of remain sane during mm-hmm. the, the first lockdown, especially. And yeah, we came out with this stuff, which is a little bit of all the stuff that we always wanted to do. But uh, I think there's also a part I'm sorry if I'm getting a little too long winded, but um, I think a part of that is like we have been together for 14 years now. When you're starting out as a band, you want to stick to a formula, like even subconsciously, like, you know what works and you know what identifies you as a band. And so the first few records, we kind of adhered to that uh, format of like the rearrangements uh, in a swing style and blah, blah, blah. And even the originals were really not straying that far away from that. And this time we thought, what the hell? Let's just change it up and write whatever we want. And turns out there's like very, very little swing, if at all. There's very little solos, very few solos. And it's just an album of songs. And I'm actually proud of that.
0: <laughs> You're reworking a lot of classics. I call this album like a split. So you have your originals in the front. You have the classics in the back. I looked at the tracks and I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. The song I Bleed, I was like, oh, that's the Pixies. And I was like, I can't wait to pop on that song. And then I found out it was an original song. We're going to talk about some of the tracks. Can we talk about I Bleed?
2: Yeah, I Bleed was written by Jacopo, who is the other guitar player in the band and uh, yeah it's a very very pessimistic song and and it was one of the first songs. actually that's that's a very interesting topic that i never thought about because i think that the first song that were written was actually pretty uh dark and as the whole thing progressed the ri- the songwriting got a little lighter and a lot more hopeful so uh i bleed in particular is about you know su- suicidal thoughts <laughs> <laughs> And uh, not seeing an end in sight, and I think this is where all of our uh, hearts were at the beginning of this.
1: There's a black cloud in the mirror, and it's so sad. Why, stormy Monday is playing, that's even worse. Should have found an escape lane at last, but my Distractions feel them.
0: already played a sample like I already wrote the the intro to this is are you going my way there's a little jam at the end of it
2: yeah I I wish I could tell you some very deep things uh, about the choice of the covers Uh, but unlike the original material I think mostly our choice of covers is whatever sounds good and whatever is fun because (laughs) um, (laughs) we tried in the past to cover uh, songs um with some more i don't know it's hard to exact. actually we recorded one song because uh one cover song, song for this album which was uh desri uh you gotta be you know you gotta be strong blah 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 and we left it out of the album even though like thematically and lyrically it fit with the rest of the but w- I don't know. For whatever reason, covers just have to be fun, and uh, and and it's usually more for musical reason than for lyrics uh, or like the content of the song. In this specific case, uh, that song was a good mashup with the Pink Panther theme, so we thought, "Oh, this is fun. Let's do it." This, which is also what how we started out as a band. So that's just us being us, mm. you know uh doing what we already did and which is not a bad thing I'm not not uh, we had a long conversation about should we just release the originals and then do the covers on a separate And we kind of did it with the vinyl uh, we released the vinyl and we only put I think one or two covers.
0: I was listening to uh, your your stuff. The wildest thing that you've ever done was the Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yeah. It's
2: wild. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Can can I I brag a a second? Uh, This is the only song for which the right, one of the authors of the song actually complimented, reached out and complimented us because Brian May wrote us and said, this is a brilliant work. That was Incredible when it happened.
1: Just the against his.
0: The only one that we didn't talk about was Lo and Behold which in my opinion is a great way to start the album off. It kind of tells, you know, your fans that, hey, we're doing something a little different here.
2: I mean, uh, about lo and behold, I can I can speak because I, I wrote the song. And uh, so, first of all, one of my heroes in uh, in music is Ry Cooder. Yeah. And so I was basically thinking of, of him, <laughs> musically speaking. Part of our... <laughs> Of the fun of, you know, being in a band, I think is that you get to know your bandmates pretty well. And, um, our singer was going through a breakup at the time when I wrote the song. And so I, I was in the mountains. I was on vacation in the mountains and I thought, <laughs> and, and it, just, it just came naturally. It wasn't pre-planned, but I thought, uh, yeah, I, I should write a song about all of her love interest, lo- love affairs gone wrong because she seemed to have a pattern in like choosing the wrong type. <laughs> I hope she's broken that uh, spell, but uh, the idea of like, you know, telling the story of like all my men and every time I think I've learned the lesson, but nope. <laughs> it's, every time it starts from from zero. And so that was uh, the, the idea and so just you know kind of a talking blues in, in a sense a little bit and uh yeah musically i think it has like it owes something to americana in general and Ry cooler specifically
1: I was barely out of school, I was running way too fast He liked it old style, wanted to kill me at home I cooked for him, looked after him like he was my own I gave him my soul, satisfied all his needs Lo and behold, he made a fool out of me And I told him, hey!
0: Renato Purista from the Sugar Pie and the Candy Men. Thank you for joining me today on Something Came from Baltimore.
2: Thank you very much, Tom. And it was really great to talk to you, and uh, we really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Sugar Pie and the Candyman's Renato Purista, thank you very much for joining me today on Something Came from Baltimore. The new album is called Something Cooking with a release date of November 11th. The show is over. Have a great day.
1: Wherever I go, but as I began to wear my heart on my sleeve, lo and behold, he ended up cheating on me. And I told him, Hey, baby, it ain't your fault. You only ever do what you can.
0: Stop and I said, Something came Hi, jazz fans. This is the founder and host of Neon Jazz, Joe D'Amino. It's both a weekly radio show and interviews with musicians from all over the world, like the Netherlands, New York City, and back to Kansas City, the home of Neon Jazz, covering the rich history and modern world of jazz in a fresh way, featuring interviews with the likes of Arturo Sandoval, Sonny Rollins, Maria Schneider, and countless others. Find our weekly show on Mixcloud. Subscribe to the interviews via iTunes and YouTube. We are Neon Jazz. Gerald Albright, Rhea Schneider, Charlie Hunter, Luke Robillard, Sean Jones, Walter Beasley, Steve Swallow. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. Subscribe to the podcast and listen to your favorite artist or future favorite artist. that something came from Baltimore, and be a part of that Be More music scene. Joe Lovano, Jeff Kaufman, Paula Cole, Danuzo, Makatani, and Passio, Chess Smith, Thumbscroll, mostly. Greetings from the Adult Music Podcast, where we talk about music for the mature mind. I'm Russ. And I'm Mike. And every week we get together in our mountain lair in Japan and discuss new classical and jazz music releases and enjoy some laughs and maybe some booze along the way.
2: We go track by track through the albums we listen to and dig deep into the performances. We also provide you with links to the music via Spotify and Apple Music and a full episode playlist on Deezer so you can follow along.
0: So, if you're looking for the best new music to stimulate your brain and lift your spirits, join us every week on the Adult Music Podcast. Same difference. Two jazz fans, one jazz standard. A review of a single jazz standard through music history and stories. And this is AJ. And this is